podcast. I want to welcome you back for another week with us. If you've been rolling with us, uh, thank you so much for uh, continuing to listen and support this podcast. Uh, if this is your first time listening, I uh, just want to give you some information. Uh, this is a podcast that we have weekly episodes centered around Christian teaching. We actually launched in 2019. Uh, since then, we have over 5,000 downloads and been listened to in over 20 countries worldwide. And just encourage you to stay with us as we grow each week. Uh, you can also connect with us um, on Instagram, me personally at I am Nick Ruffin. And with the podcast, you can connect at This Is Vantage Point. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, we would love, love, love for you to leave us a review. Let us know how, how we're impacting you, how we're doing, and what else would you like to see from Vantage Point Podcast. Uh, this past October was Pastors Appreciation Month, and so for all the pastors out there um, that are listening, just want to say thank you. We honor you. We appreciate you, uh, your sacrifice, and everything you do. Um, and then a special thank you to the pastors that um, have impacted my own life. Um, uh, for most of you that know, I'm I'm based in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, so I call Transformation Church home. Uh, shout out to any TC Nation that are listening, but definitely want to give. Um, major appreciation to Pastors Natalie, Pastor Mike and Natalie Todd, uh, Pastor Charles and Abby Metcalf, Pastors DeMario and Jules Tucker, and then all the other pastors at Transformation Church. And then in another special uh, thank you to Pastors Jerry and Chris, Chris McQuay um, of Christian Life Center in Tinley Park, um, just, a, just a group of pastors that just really have impacted me personally and just wanted to tell them um, uh, happy Appreciation Day, Appreciation Month um, for, for you all. Um, I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're going to be starting a new series next week titled Seasons. Um, I'm really excited about this series. We're going to dig into some ways of how we navigate uh, seasons in our lives and, and what the Bible can, uh, what the Bible says uh, that can help us navigate those seasons. I have some really great guests lined up, and so I hope you all um, connect with us and stay with us next week as we launch the second-to-last series of 2020 uh, for Vantage Point Podcast. And so before we get into that, obviously this week we're going to finish up a series that um, we've titled What is Love? Um, and for the past four weeks, we've been peeling back those layers of this question um, and like I mentioned last week, this is going to be our last week of that series. And so five weeks in total, encourage you to go back and get all five episodes after this one um, to make make sure you uh, stay connected and say what we have so far. Um, but the, really the truth is, if you go back um, and listen to each of these episodes, uh, each week uh, we, we uncover a new piece of this puzzle um, and it all leads down to one road. Uh, and with each of those pieces, we get a little bit more um, of the glimpse uh, to this question. And then we ultimately find out that there's one real constant, one immovable force that really uh, personifies love, and that's Jesus Christ. Um, and, you know, really during his ministry, which only lasted three years on this earth, um, in that time, Jesus gave us um, example after example um, not only through his words, but through his actions. Um, Jesus didn't just preach loving God or loving neighbors. He didn't stop um, with loving the unlovable or being compassionate. In every moment of his earthly life, um, Jesus was love. And we can go into so many different examples and so many different stories and so many different biblical examples of that love um, in the, that are all packed into those three years. Um, but I wanted to focus on several key things that I really feel like can help us 
um, not only as we round out this whole thing of what is love, but really help us and challenge us even more um, to show us and, and we can hopefully live the way that Jesus lived and that was through love. And so the first thing, uh, the first point is Jesus healed the sick in love. Uh, Matthew fourteen fourteen says when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. Um, during his ministry, you know, back in those days, there weren't any emergency rooms or doctor's offices like we have now, um, but there was a lot of incurable diseases, whether that was through infection, fevers, um, or even just food poisoning or anything that they dealt with back then. Um, but those are normal afflictions in that time. But here we have Jesus through his love and compassion. He met those people in the midst of their sickness and healed them. Um, the other piece that's interesting is that, you know, these the religious leaders back then um, really considered uh, anybody that was sick or disabled to be cursed by God. And then they avoided him at all costs. And we actually see this um, in Leviticus 13, which describes kind of this protocol um, in handling uh, someone with leprosy or someone with, an, with some ailments. Um, and it really describes this process of discovery that was used to determine um, severity of the illness and then ultimately determine if the person was clean or unclean. Um, and then once this was all done, this person, um, if they were unclean, uh, they basically were cast away from all people, forced to live outside, forced to live alone and away and disconnected from the community. Um, and, and then when you really think about, you know, Jesus and the way that he healed people, this particular um, instance, when it comes with leprosy, his interaction is so amazing to me. And um, it was, like I said, one of those diseases that people avoided at all costs. Um, and what other people saw as an illness and death, Jesus actually saw people and he saw the affliction of the person um, and, and had compassion for them. And that love outweighed any other thought or desire had by anybody else. And actually in Mark 1, uh, verses 40 to 42, we see it says, a man with leprosy came and knelt in front of Jesus begging to be healed. If you're willing, you can hear, you can heal me and make me clean, um, he said. And then vor verse 41, uh, it says, Jesus moved with compassion, moving with compassion, Jesus reached out and touched him. And he said, I am willing, be healed. Instantly, the leprosy disappeared and the man was healed. Um, and it's just so amazing that this this ailment, this affliction that people deemed unclean and untouchable, Jesus, through his healing power, literally touched the man physically in the midst of his ailment, um, and, and the leprosy disappeared. And so for us, you know, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, even today, um, still shows compassion to people who are sick, whether that's physical, emotional, or mental um, illness. And then J Jesus will literally meet them right where they are and heal them um, of all things that aren't like him. Um, another thing that Jesus did, he actually, Jesus raised the dead in love. And John eleven thirty three to 37 says, when Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within them, and he was deeply troubled. Where have you put him? He asked them. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? 
Um, and we all know the story. And if you don't know the story, this is uh, Jesus is going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Uh, someone who we, he knows very well, who he has a deep love and affection for. Um, and we see that um, come in his arrival to this city called Bethany. And this this love and care that Jesus had for Lazarus and his sisters, um, the compassion that Jesus felt for these people in the moment of their weeping and seeing them weeping, um, he he actually shows them his care and his his empathy. He shows that, and it's in this moment of sadness and grief that we see that you know within us is also the capable uh, capacity to feel empathy and meet people where they are. Um, and even Romans twelve points out. Um, marks of a true Christian. In verse 9, it says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. And then and down in um, verse 15, it reads, Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. And even today, Jesus is still here, raising people who are spiritually dead. He's giving new life to people Every day, we hear these stories every day, whether it's at the end of our church service or we know people personally um, that that stand firm on Romans 10, 9 that says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, he rose from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for it is, it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Um, and we know that that's what also scripture goes on to say in verse 13, that it's not just Jews, it's Gentiles as well in, their, in that same respect. And then even in uh, going further, it says, for everyone um, who calls on the name shall be saved. Through our decision, Jesus continues to raise people through love today. Um, and another example, we see um, Jesus fed the hungry and love. And we go into Matthew fifteen thirty two, and it says, Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away hungry or they may collapse on the way. In this moment, we literally see that Jesus has really preached and spiritually fed these people over three days. Um, and then in another moment, here's, a, here's another moment where Jesus has compassion for their condition. He doesn't just talk about it. He actually takes action. And so once his disciples, um, once they tell him what they have, the, the loaves and the fish, Jesus looks to heaven and he is able to feed over 5,000 people. And even some scholars say that it was more than that if you include the families and the women and the children. So it's anywhere from ten to 20,000 people that Jesus fed in this miracle um, through compassion, through love. Um, and this is something that we're still um, being fed through today, through his teachings. Uh, that same love being poured out of people uh, during ministry back then um, is available through us today, through his word. And while we don't hear, you know, Jesus preaching as people did back then, we hear him through other means, um, whether it's through our pastors or teachers or even through podcasts like this one. Uh, the words of Jesus truly transcend time and rem remain relevant to us today. Um, and, and Jesus has a specific mission with a specific focus. Um, his love and compassion for the world um, compelled him to preach the kingdom of God. Um, and, and, that, and that kingdom continues to grow today and it continues to build 
And even in Mark 6, 34, we see that Jesus says when, um, it says when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Um, and, and there was this war that, I mean, still going on today where the, the trying to stop the kingdom of God is, is like relevant in this world. It was relevant back then. It's even more so relevant now. Um, but what Jesus began in love, we get to carry that torch and we get to continue to bring the kingdom of God to a dark and broken world through love. Um, and, and it can't be done just in our energy and our faith. It has to be done through love. Um, and one thing that's so key um, is, is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13. 13. Um, it says, three things last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. To continue the mission of Jesus, we have to lead with love. And that ultimately takes me to this last point. Um, and it's Jesus gave his life for the world in love. And the scripture we all know, whether we're believers or not, we've heard it. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Um, I've heard it like this, and it says that there is no greater action that compares with what Jesus did. Coming down from heaven to live among imperfect people, teaching them how to live and love, and then giving up his life in the hope that these imperfect people may come to know him and experience the love he has for them. And, you know, when I think about that, I literally think about the people who walked the earth when Jesus did. And not all of them were saved. I mean, like, think about it. Like, we we experience the Word of God now, and we have such an amazing experience with it. But yet, these people were with him, like, literally with him. They saw it, that people were running to them, telling them about it, and yet they didn't believe. They, they couldn't, it couldn't comprehend it, and they didn't see it. Um, but even today, we see that, where we know people who, they struggle with that. They don't understand. They don't believe God loves them. They don't believe that God is for them. Um, and, and it's hard to fathom the love um, of a Savior right now because they don't even feel the love of a of a parent or a child or a, a relative or a friend or anything. Um, but they were literally too caught up in, in what Jesus was doing and, and failing to un, and di- didn't take the time to understand why he was doing it. Um, and, and I'm a firm believer that the only way we truly begin to understand how much God loves us is by getting to know Jesus. Because when we get to know Jesus through his words and actions, we begin to see love differently. And I really believe that this allows us to see humanity differently. Because if we look through the lens of Jesus, loving through the lens of Jesus, that'll give us new perspectives to take on this world, to take on what we see. Um, Because if we really think about it, and we talked about this in another week, that he did that same thing for us. He saw us differently. Um, 
He saw past our sins. He saw past our thoughts, our mess-ups, our whatever you want to fill in the blank with. He literally saw past it, and all he saw was his child. Whether you're broken, whether you're hurt, whether you're lost or, or, or needing or desiring for more, I wonder, could we really get to the point where we start to see the world that way? You know, at the beginning of this series, I asked a question. And I thought it was a simple question, but as we got deeper into these weeks, that question became a little bit more thought-provoking. And the question was just simply, where are you at this moment? And as we come to the end of the series, and as we wrap this thing up, the question still stands, where are you at the moment when it comes to love um, and understanding what it is you know is are, are we stuck in understanding that, that that God loves us are we understanding with the challenge or having a challenge of loving God and understanding that he loves us um, are there things in your life that are that are in that are stopping you from believing that or is it loving your neighbor? Um, you know, by the time you hear this episode, will be a day from election day here in America. And you know, we mentioned this at the beginning of this of this series that 2020 has been the most just unbelievable in a very negative way in some cases crazy year from pandemics to racial uh, injustices and everything that's going on in this world and it's if if we're if we're transparent right now it, it's not easy to love other people right now whether we know them whether we don't know them i think the entire political landscape and racial landscape alone and the and the thought of whether you want to wear a mask or not um, has really put us in these these positions where we're able to see people so much so clearly and where their priorities are and it's hard to love people right now um, you know but the good news is we don't have to do it on our own um, and, and we talked about this in another week of people being unlovable people are just there are we all have moments where we're unlovable um and even trying to fathom how can we love somebody who we thought was unworthy of that from us um especially right now and i heard it said this way um when it comes to these things like the election and it comes to things that are just hard to deal with right now when it comes to people is we have to not only pray, but we have to put God first. We have to put him at the center of what we're going through. We have to look through those that lens. Um, and we, we make sure that we can understand people and, and be there for people. Because right now, it, it's the world is missing a lot of love. And I feel like um, we're, we're getting so stuck on loving neighbors and loving the unlovable, that we we refuse to take the step to dig into that deeper, to still reach where we need to reach. Um, 
And I really feel like that's something that God is just telling me to stay here for a moment. Um, and that's why I'm kind of really just digging on that because I, this is something I, I, that's in my heart is how I look at people differently. And I can speak um, from my own experiences with wearing a mask and the election and all of these things is you get, we've gotten, I've gotten a really good look at people right now. And, you know, there are moments where I can say something and, and it reaches them. And there's other moments where the only way I can reach them is through prayer. The only way I can reach them is to go intercede on their behalf, not to their face. Um, and, and that's and that's okay to do because that's that's the that's the beauty of God. That's the beauty of, of following Jesus. He gives us. We have the Holy Spirit that will help us and guide us and lead us through this love. And we can find practical ways to to love people, to love the unlovable. Um, we don't have to be friends with everybody. We don't have to hold hands and sing kumbaya to love everybody. I can pray for my enemies just as well as I can pray for a friend. And I'm just encouraging you as we close this series to make sure that that you're doing something that exhibits love, whether it's your friend or your enemy, um, because it's so vital right now. It's so crucial in this world of what we need. And we've seen some glimpses of it this year, um, but more often than not, we haven't. And we need to really just grab a hold of that. And then there's going to be some people who listen to this that quite honestly you've never embraced the fact that God loves you, that he wants something for you, that he has purpose for you, that he has desire for you. And in that, in this moment, I can tell you, number one, he most certainly loves you. Number two, he most certainly wants a relationship with you. And number three, he most certainly has a plan and purpose for your life. And that, and whether you hear this, this week in November of 2020 or whether you hear this five, 10 years from now, God has a plan. He loves you and he cares about you. And I want to take a minute to pray. I want to pray for wherever you are on that spectrum I just mentioned. And then I mostly want to pray for the people who, who may not know Jesus. And, and I can tell you when you meet him, when you give him the chance to show you that love, it, it's just like we talked about with the prodigal son a few weeks ago. He'll meet you where you are, how you are, and love you right there. And that's the beauty of Jesus. That's the beauty of his love. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you. In this moment, Father, I give you all the honor and praise. And I thank you for giving me this series to speak to your people about. And I just pray that wherever they are, wherever they find themselves, that they find you. Whether it's loving you, whether it's loving others, loving the unlovable, or even just taking action, Father God. I just pray right now that they're able to to act, they're able to move, they're able to do, they're able to push through, Father God, and with your help, with the Holy Spirit, Father God, that they're able to maneuver and, 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 and walk in love, not just their version of love, Father God, not theirs, but your version, Father God, and we just 
thank you and praise you for everyone who's listening to this, Father God, and even for the people who may not know your son. I just pray that they can take a Romans 10, 9, Father God, and they can believe in their heart and they can confess with their mouth, Father God, that Jesus is Lord and that he died on the cross and rose for their sins, Father God, in the hope that they have relationship with you. And I just thank you, Father God, because I know you, you have a purpose for them. I know you have a plan for them. And I know, Father God, that this will be the beginning of them not only experiencing love, but also reciprocating it and giving back, giving it back to the world, Father God. And it is in your son's name we pray. Amen. Man, I am so excited, man. I can tell you that if you made the decision to accept God, if you made the decision to walk with Jesus, tell somebody about it. You can actually, you know what? You can tell me about it. Let me know whether it's on Instagram or email. This is vantagepoint at gmail.com um, or this is vantagepoint on Instagram or I am Nick Ruffin. Um, I would love to help you start the journey. I would love to give you resources to help you grow um, on this journey because you're going to love it. It's not going. It's not going to be the easiest journey. Won't be the hardest, but it's going to challenge you. It's going to stretch, stretch you, and you're definitely going to be better for it. Because again, He has purpose and a plan for you. Thank y'all again for being with us another week. I pray this podcast continues to bless you, challenge you, and give you new perspectives on daily living through the lens of God. Have a great one. God bless, and we'll see you next week on Vanish Point.